LOI Match Day on Off The Ball. Well, thank you for joining me, Stephen Doyle, here to preview this weekend's action in the SSE Electricity League. Coming up on this week's edition. Everyone knows this is the club, the players, everybody that we have now divine right to, to beating anybody in this league. So we will have to prepare and we have done so far and we will for the rest of the week. I think that gives the squad a lot of confidence, you know, seeing boys who have done it last year, who knows what it takes um, to, to get us over the line. And... I could be delighted um, if I can get the club up. I'm really determined. I want to win every game still. I know I'm 33 years of age, but um, I haven't lost that hunger or fight. People will think his age, you know, he's coming towards the end, but I tell you, he's, he's a fit He's a fit man and he's one of the fittest still there. Drogheda United boss Kevin Doherty and UCD midfielder Jack Keeney spoke to me ahead of the Premier Division action this weekend. You will also hear from the captain of the First Division leaders, Conor McCormick, and the head coach of Bray Wanderers, Ian Ryan. If you can, like and subscribe to the podcast, which is out every Thursday. And you can find me on Twitter under the handle at DubSoulRebel. On match day 16 in the Premier Division, Drogheda United continued their fine record against the champions, Shamrock Rovers, with a 2-1 win at Tallis Stadium and one of the best team goals this season. Deegan, lovely little pass there from Deegan to find the run of Heaney. That's a great ball. Early cross as well, and Dale Rooney, what control, it's 2-0. What a goal from Drogheda United, from one end of the pitch to the other. Beautiful ball in from Heaney. Great first touch from Dale Rooney and a clinical finish to put Drogheda 2-0 ahead at Tallis Stadium. Rooney's strike and one from Freddie Draper helped win an important three points for the Drogs, whose cushion over second from bottom Cork City remained five points. Rory Keating scored his sixth goal of the season for the Leesiders as they won 1-0 at home to Sligo Rovers and also finished with ten men after Matt Healy's second yellow card. Bottom side UCD were hammered 4-1 by Derry City thanks in part to two goals and an assist from Michael Duffy. He's on fire. The Candy Stripes leapfrog the hoops into top spot while Bohemians stayed in touch with a point away from home. Bohemian supporters rather wanted encouragement. They've got it now. In the ball comes from Coote. It's in the back of the net. And Bohemians have levelled. It's 2-2 at Oriel Park. Coote sends it in. Did somebody else get a touch in it? I'm not entirely sure. But Bohemians bring the ball back to the halfway line. They feel that there may well be a winner in this one. No winner in the end, but Bowes were happy to draw 2-2 with that Christian Novak equaliser at Dundalk, who are down to fifth place. Only as they've scored fewer goals than St. Patrick's Athletic, who rose to fourth after their 1-0 win away to Shelburne. Just a second home defeat of the season for Shells, ending their eight-match unbeaten run. LOI Match Day on Off The Ball. On match day 17 in the Premier Division, St. Patrick's Athletic and Dundalk renew rivalries in Inchicore and only separated in fourth and fifth in the table by the goals scored column. It's the first time the Saints have played since John Daly signed a two and a half year contract to become the permanent manager at Richmond Park. It's the fifth meeting between the clubs since Stephen O'Donnell left Richmond Park for Oriel Park. 
The Lily White's boss has won two and lost one at home, but drawn the two away fixtures, while the previous meeting this season was a 5-0 win for his team. Across the Liffey, there's a Dublin derby as Shelburne go to Bohemians, whom they defeated 1-0 at Tolka Park earlier in the season. That's live on RTE2, and Shells could go as high as fourth with the win, while a win for Bowes would help keep the pressure on Shamrock Rovers. The champions are away to a Cork City side, still seeking a permanent first-team manager. Could we see a repeat of that epic 4-4 draw the sides played out at Tallis Stadium in March? Drogheda United will hope to back up their win against the Hoops last week when they receive UCD on Friday night. This season, the Louth club has failed to back up positive results such as their win against Derry City and draw at Sligo Rovers or even the home draw against Shells with another positive result. Manager Kevin Doherty refuses to criticise the players. We've been sick of saying it the last month probably like we've been playing so well we genuinely every game and again and everyone's into their stats nowadays and XG and chance created and we've been so good but the, and some of the chances we missed against Derry Bowes Shelbourne we were one up and we hit the crossbar to go two up and Derry we hit the crossbar and then we missed a chance by Mar pulled off a wonder save from two yards out so I would be yeah if it was if you would look at it like that and think why are we doing so well in, in, in against the big or massive clubs I suppose but we have been genuinely I I, I, I don't think I've been involved in a, in a, a team that has been consistently as, as playing as well as we have but we haven't been picking up possibly the amount of points that, that we deserve and United are eighth in the table and their defensive record is equal to or better than three clubs above them they've conceded just 21 goals in 16 games and the boss is keen to praise the players for that record in difficult circumstances had to chop and change I mean we were we for the same past game, Ryan Brennan were playing centre half. Um, now we know we can see a few late goals there, obviously, but the, the last that have come in, Alicia playing right back for, for the majority of it. Luke Heaney's played there the last few games have been excellent. Connor Keeley, Emmanuel Adebayega have been brilliant signers, and we had to work really hard to get them because, again, we're not in the position to be able to go out and sign probably proven, experienced players. I mean, uh, Manny we took from Dundalk under 19s Connor I had a Shelbourne he was playing up the north so I knew him really well and then in left back position Evan Weir was excellent last year but has been had a fair few injuries this year and Charlotte Jones we took from Adlone and, and, and he slotted in well but Aaron McNally has been playing there the last couple of games who who is traditionally a winger and, and, a, and a right-sided winger but we were down that many bodies we had to rejig and but look the lads as well, we, again as I said whether it be Tamark Rovers whether it be any other team in the league we, we will always have a plan it doesn't always work but so far the lads have been anything that myself and Dara whatever we, we see or we come up with it's it's very much down to the players the players are the ones that have to implement it and they, they, they've been doing that Well you say that but you're also talking about and I've seen it in games as well where you're moving players into their non-traditional positions so that's down to good coaching from yourself and Dara oh, well, as well look, Yeah look yeah, well, I'll let you say that but um, <laughs> no look, the, the players are, are excellent and, and my staff have been have, have been brilliant but again a hell of a long way to go in the league. While he's happy with the defence, Doherty wants to see improvements in front of goal, having only seen his team score 13 so far this season. But it's not for the lack of chances. The fact that we hooked two of our three big chances, and even our third one wasn't a big chance, it was a great move, and Dale, Dale is chip over uh, poles and it nearly goes in. But the 
we were very clinical and I'm sure the lads are sick of me using that word clinical but it's, it's something that we, we, we really wear on, on last Friday and hopefully we can bring it into next Friday and beyond. UCD stand in their way of earning their first back-to-back wins of the season and they really had to grind out the victory at the Belfield Bowl in their first clash this term. Doherty is keen to temper expectations. We're not in a position to be saying we should be beating anybody in this league. So we're, one of, we're probably the only probably part-time team in the league so we, we look at the next game at the at, we're still down plenty of bodies. We QCD are more than capable of coming to our place and winning. They've done it before. They've, they've caused problems to much better teams than us. So now we will be like, as I said, I'm literally I'm on the computer now, just been watching them for the last two hours. So, and um, we will be preparing for UCD as we as we as we do Shamrock Rovers or anyone else. And again, they've a lot of really really good players, and they certainly can cause teams trouble. They have caused plenty of team trouble including ourselves even that game that we did we, as you say we, we grounded out we was a set piece we won nil like you know nothing in the game and something that we certainly and and everyone knows this at the club the players everybody that we have no divine right to be, to be beating anybody in this league so we will have to prepare and we have done so far and we will for the rest of the week um, yeah. with Usually, as we would last week with Shamrock Rovers. I couldn't finish the chat without asking the United Gaffer about my next guest, Jack Keeney, a player Doherty really admires. He's been playing centre half. Um, he can he played a lot of midfield last year, which would tell you that he is good at the ball his feet. They flipped into a back three for the last twenty minutes on on um, Friday up in Derry, but again, I think they did, did a few uh, injuries coming off, so they had to rejig it. But now he's a he's an excellent excellent. Uh, Defender, first and foremost, set piece is a massive threat, but uh, I won't talk about too much as I say because <laughs> we'll uh, have a word of them after Friday, hopefully. I asked Kevin about you and he, he's very impressed by you as a player. He said uh, he's someone that you, you're someone that's always stood out to him. Myself, when I've seen you, you know, you're a big guy, but you're a very mobile, athletic midfielder. And then Kevin made the point that you have been dropping back into a back three this season. Um, how have you found that? Yeah, yeah. Um... I suppose when I was with Sligo, I think one of my managers, uh, Brian Dorian, used to always kind of joke at me that you'll probably see myself going back into the centre half. And it probably just happened very quickly, to be honest. It was uh, last year during the season, we had a few injuries and I just went in there for a few of the games and I actually really enjoyed it. And then I kind of Andy and Willie had us kind of sit down with me to kind of see, look, you have all the attributes there. It's probably the more defensive stuff that I probably might have been used to with being a midfield. But... Um, once I get into the the run of the games, I thought I did very well, and especially towards the end of the season. And look, it's been it's been challenging because um, you're playing against some top players, so obviously you're going to make mistakes there. But I'm really enjoying it, and um, yeah, just really kind of seeing where it takes me now. Since their 1-1 draw at home against Bohemians, the students have lost four on the spin, although losing 4-1 to the tabletoppers Derry City at the Ryan McBride Brandywell wouldn't have been a killer blow for the bottom side. I suppose on the night we were probably disappointed with uh, on how we played and especially the goals we gave away. But saying that, you know, we were still in the game at 3-1, we had a massive chance and, you know, it's just them difference. If you put that in, the Brandywell's a bit shaky towards the last 10 minutes and you might nick something, but... Um, yeah, it was a really tough game. Look, they're, they're top of the league for the reason. So uh, we just need to dust ourselves off now because we have a massive match on Friday against Strada. It was an incredible feat by UCD boss Andy Myler to keep the club up in the top flight last season. And despite injuries this term, they've been competitive in most games. I tried to find out from Keeney what makes Myler such a good manager. I think it comes from his actual daytime job. I think he's, he's a pretty high enough role in the States and he just seems to be very prepared um, he sets us all out from the start of the season. We know exactly, um, like everyone in their different positions, 
um, what to do and when to do it. Um, well, look, we know we're probably not going to have more possession than than probably the bigger teams, so we probably have to be more defensively solid. And I think in the league, you've seen the teams that probably who are more defensively solid to start off, and then you get because you always get a chance in a match. Um, so I think he's been really good. Look, it's been tough this year with a few senior boys um, being injured, so look, we've had to call on the younger lads, and they've done really really well so look it's it's still a learning experience for a lot of us still so hopefully we're we're going to try and turn um then performance into results now because i think we have been very competitive in a lot of matches ucd are six points behind cork city and 11 behind friday's opponents so if they could beat them it could be a huge psychological boost for the squad but keeney doesn't believe that they'll face a side getting too carried away with their result last week i probably wouldn't say they'd be getting carried away i think i i've chatted to kevin a few times even at matches and he seems very um, level-headed, you know. I don't think they get too high with wins and get too low with losses. So we know going up to there, um, it's probably one of the, the toughest away grounds because the pitch is so tight. They they really get at you. So if you don't start off the game well, which we've probably learned in a few of our last games up there, that you you, you can you can find yourself um, on the back foot straight away. So look, we're we've had a good week's training so far. We're just gonna keep listening to Andy and Willie. I suppose just listen to the game plan and hopefully just uh, to start off to stay in the game as long as we can. And then we know on any day we've attackers that can um, that can finish games off. Those matches all kick off at seven forty five, and on Saturday at the same time. Can Sligo Rovers turn things around after a run of one win and four defeats in their last five matches? It won't be easy against Derry City, but they did manage a draw in the reverse fixture earlier this term. LOI Match Day on Off The Ball. On match day 15 in the first division, the top two both had convincing wins against 10-man teams. Finn Harps lost 4-0 to Waterford and Ronan Coughlin's double took him to 18 for the season and seven clear of his nearest rival in the league's scoring charts. Treaty United lost 3-0 at home to Galway United, who remain top and 10 clear of the Blues. Bray are back in third after a 2-0 win at bottom club Kerry. They can also thank Athlone Town for holding their host Cove Ramblers to a 2-2 draw. Longford Town leapfrogged Wexford with a 3-0 victory against them at Ferry Carrick Park. On match day 16 in the first division, Athlone Town make the one-hour spin to Eamon DC Park on Friday night as they look to keep above Treaty United, who are just a point behind them in the last playoff place. The Limerick Club entertain struggling Finn Harps at Markets Field. Galway United were 3-1 winners the last time they played at downtown at the end of March, but they lost to them the last time they were at the Dyke Road venue. It's for that reason United skipper Conor McCormick refuses to take another win for granted. They're a very expansive team. They play some really good football. They have some very talented players, very technical players. Um, there's, a lot, there's a couple of Americans, I think, and uh, Europeans with them at the minute, so um, it can be difficult, but... Uh, we will have a work done at the staff um, have already showed us clips on them and um, where we can hurt, uh, hurt them and where their weaknesses are. So we'll be working hard in the training field this year, uh, this week. And uh, hopefully then on Friday night at Eamon DC Park that, um, you know, that we can get the three points that's up for grabs. The Tribes men looked unbeatable with 11 wins starting the season before that shock defeat to Longford Town. They've won three since and McCormick is delighted the players have reacted to that loss in the best way possible. We just weren't as focused as we normally are. Um, we conceded really early in the game. Uh, we actually had a great chance right at the start of the game. I think if we score there, 
Um, it changes the game. But um, fairness to them, uh, they caught us on the counter and they scored, and we just couldn't break them down. Now we had plenty of shots and chances, corners, free kicks, everything, and it just wasn't going in. It was one of them nights, um, and it just failed that we didn't get the goal that probably we deserved. I would say at least one goal. I don't think we deserved to lose. But um, look, uh, you do get caught in the hop sometimes, and um, like it was important that we bounce back and. Uh, no better game than it was against Waterford then at home so we were delighted then to uh, take the three points there. The addition of former Finharps boss Ollie Horgan to manager John Caulfield's backroom team raised quite a few eyebrows. The United midfielder gave some insight into how that partnership is working so well. Yeah look it's brilliant uh, Ollie obviously brings in a bag bag of experience he's done a fantastic job over the years uh, with Finharps an incredible incredible job and a shoestring budget up there to keep them afloat for so long um, you know has been excellent Um I had massive respect for Ali. Um, I think I would say everyone in the League of Ireland does as well. Um, so when I heard that then that John was obviously taking him in um, as assistant manager this year, like yeah, we were all thrilled, and it's obviously paying dividends as well. Um, he works, he works so hard, he works tirelessly. Um, he's like obviously brings that experience. Um, he knows the league inside out, and um, you know, like he demands, uh, he demands standards as well. So he does, and um, like even if we one handily enough in the game uh, he'll still pick up um, a few points that we can get better at and individually he's brilliant as well he would take you to the side and say like uh, where you, where um, you can improve on and what you can do better and, and, and stuff like that so they bounce off each other really well himself and John and um, they're two very determined men and um, like they want to win every game uh, which is brilliant and um, it's breathing through the team at the minute so um, like they were full of confidence McCormack turned 33 last week and the former Shamrock Rovers St. Patrick's Athletic Cork City and Derry City player would love another crack at the Premier Division with United is that promotion now all but guaranteed after going so close last season uh, Go is a great place to play football and it certainly deserves to be in the Premier Division uh, there's where the club like always should be um, the fans deserve that as well they've been excellent for us as long as I've been here um, yeah it's been difficult for us the last few seasons um, John's obviously come in and you know like I brought a few players in I thought we were unlucky then the first season which was two years ago uh, was my first season we got beat in um, uh, we got beat in the playoffs and then obviously last year Waterford beat us in the playoff finals we've just been knocking at the door Um Cork got promoted last year. Uh, they done really well, so they did. They had, well, they're basically a Premier Division team uh, in the First Division, um, and also Waterford did last year as well. So it was tricky. So it was a difficult. It was a difficult season. Um, there was a couple of good teams, and obviously one gets only automatically um, up, and the rest go into the playoff. Then, but look at this season. Um, we've got a lot more experience in our team. Um, John and the backroom team and like obviously getting Ollie in was a big recruit. Um we've a new coach as well, Chris Colopy. He's been like he's been excellent. Um like he deserves a lot of credit as well. Um so as I said there that we brought in the experience this year and it seems to just kick us on. I think it's just exactly what we needed. because uh, we've a lot of young players, a lot of young talent. Um and uh, like it's up to us experienced players obviously uh, to help them and like I think it's been shown so far this season but look we can't get too um, ahead of ourselves it's not even halfway during the year yet so we just have to focus on the next game and keep our feet uh, firmly on the ground 
Kerry and Wexford are both smarting from defeats without scoring last weekend and they meet at Mount Hawk Park on Friday. The South East Club enjoyed a 2-1 home win in their first meeting on St. Patrick's Day. The fourth match on Friday, they all kick off at 7.45. Looks like it could be a cracker. Bray Wanderers host Cove Ramblers who are 2-1 winners against the same opponent in March, making it three wins and a draw for them between these two clubs. July 2021 is the last time the Seagulls beat the Rams at home. Head coach Ian Ryan took great confidence from Wanderers' win at Kerry, who were on a high after their maiden league victory. I think that win had been coming, to be honest. They, they've improved as they've gone along and the Ram team's really close. And, uh, you know, it would be the week before that they that they get a really impressive win against an Atlanta team that were going well themselves. So, uh, yeah, that added to, to uh, the challenge. But um, I think it, it went OK. Um, we started off really well and then... Um, we probably should have scored during that period and we didn't and then we managed to do that early in the second half and then it was more professional from us than than uh, probably expansive of how we have been playing um, but yeah delighted to get out of there with the win They got off to a great start this season going six unbeaten including three wins before things went a little pear-shaped just one win in the next seven matches which included four defeats and Ryan hopes that's their worst run for the season out of the way That's it exactly inconsistent in our performances um, good in patches of games and then and then poor in in crucial moments in the games in both boxes that, that cost us you know when, when we uh, lost those couple of games we probably you know had good spells and didn't score in that moments and then you know we conceded in, in moments when we needed to defend and it probably coincided with a few injuries as well but like I don't really read into that that's just opportunity for other lads that can play or the younger lads that, that got debuts during that time and, but the league itself is really tight Um you know, we've put a couple of wins together again and we're back into third where we've been most of the year. And, you know, um, the, the benefit or the positivity that we'll take from it is hopefully that's our blip. I think everybody will have them. Um, but we still remain in, in third position at the minute, albeit very tight. The appointment of Ryan looked to be an astute move by a club that seemed to have driven a massive wedge between it and the supporters. He experienced a similar situation when he became Wexford boss and while re- achieving good results, seemed to manage off-field affairs really well too. You can hear a lot more about that in the full interview on the LOI Matchday Extra podcast. It turns up in the same feed as you got this one. Ryan would like to get into a playoff with his new club this season but he has a wider vision for Bray Wanderers football is fickle when things are going well and you're up around the top and you're winning games you know it's easy for people to come out and thankfully that's been the case Um, there's no like for us on a professional level like me staff players yeah we want to make sure that we get in the playoffs but you know there's also a long term development of the club to make sure we're, we're sustainable and steady and progress re- as quick as we can but you know do it in the right manner He's helped by the addition of some incredible experience in the defence with Dane Massey and Dave Webster who made his first start of the season after coming back from injury We've been really good in games uh, we've kept a number of clean sheets and then and then in other games we, we've given away soft ones that we're disappointed with but uh, Dane himself has been absolutely brilliant. Um, you know, people will think his age. You know, he's coming towards the end. But I tell you, he's he's a fit he's a fit man, and he's one of the fittest still there, and looks in great condition. 
really big presence around the place as is Dave Webster great personality um, has worked really hard to get back to come back and you know he, he had his first start the weekend and, th- and did really well and he, he wants more it's just about now managing how much we give him and how often we give him to you know we won't see the best version of Dave Webster probably till you know after the summer and then you know it's the business end of the season where he'll be really really important to us the Rams are direct rivals so surely a win against them at the Carlisle grounds this weekend is imperative yeah it's an important game uh, for us and uh you know, just because it's COVID, you know, that takes its own essence. But, you know, we won't read into that too much because we'll just look after each each uh, opponent that comes our way. Um, COVID have gone really, really well at the minute. Um, they've signed really well during the off-season, have a really good manager. So, you know, I'm not really too surprised that they're up around where they are. Um, but for us, we're on a good run. Uh, we're playing well. We've got a lot of bodies that are coming back from injury now, a big competition, and, and people are performing well. It's a home game for us, and, and we'll look to go win the game. And hopefully, if we do win the game, um, that kind of puts a small gap between us and, and fourth place, which is uh, you know what we'd like in an ideal world. The last game in the First Division this weekend. Longford Town hoping to make it four wins in five on Saturday. They take on Waterford at Bishop's Gate with that game kicking off at 7.30. And that's it for another edition of LOI Match Day. Thank you for listening. And if you can, like and subscribe to the podcast. Look out for LOI Match Day Extra in your podcast feed where you can hear all my interviews with Kevin Doherty, Jack Keeney, Ian Ryan and Conor McCormick in full. Safe travels to the match, and I'll chat to you next week. LOI Match Day on Off the Ball.